Mescalero. As you probably know by now, you're listening to a podcast. We get a chance for some of the unique stories out there um, to be heard and, if anything, inspire our community. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Riding on the Wall podcast. I go by the name of Chris Frizzell. Today in the room, of course, we have Blue Shendo, and we have a special guest. Everybody give it up for Salem Tortilla, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, hello. Hi. How are we doing, guys? Doing great, doing great. Doing good. How are you doing, Salem? Doing pretty good. Excited to be here. Yeah? You ready for a podcast? I'm ready. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess we can just jump right into it. Um, As far as introductions go... Um, your full name is Salem Salem Tortilla. Okay. You can look at my handle, Good Tortilla. Get that from my maternal's, my maternal grandfather and grandmother's last names. Yeah. Their last name was Good and Tortilla. Put that together. I'm a good tortilla. <laughs> 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 it's an honor to have you on the show because you're actually our first female tribal member. So, that, that I feel privileged. The congratulations on that. There you go. Yeah. Um, who are your Who are your parents? Where are you from? Um, from here, Mescalero. I was born and raised at Galerito Flats, and my mother is Donalyn. I have a father who lives out in Lubbock. His last name's Poe. Mm-hmm. I've actually looked up our lineage and. Way down the line, somewhere, Edgar Allen actually falls into my family tree. Oh, I ain't wow. going to try to brag about it, but it's there. <laughs> That's awesome. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So um, why we are here today is because you brought up like an idea. You you kind of, you briefly hit me with it. And when you were, when you were telling me your, your story and your passions, I was kind of telling you like, don't tell me all the details because I want to be surprised um, when we do the podcast. And so um, let's jump into that. Um, let's talk about your passion and the main subject for why we're having this podcast. All right. Well, um, I guess you found out about what I was interested in through just seeing me out walking. And I was on a nature walk when I first uh, got to tell you a little bit about what I'm interested in. And I was working on my day off. I was doing a little plant study, trying to identify some native as well as invasive species of plants, what um, we could be using for our our tribal purposes, traditional plants, and uh, maybe I was also looking into eliminating or controlling some of the invasive plant populations that we have around here, just so we could uh, incorporate more natural species into a more natural environment. So your your biggest interest is our um the the environment and the reservation absolutely our ecosystem so to speak ecosystem exactly okay yeah so part of that story um i was cruising by the mescalero creek that's where it was and i saw salem she was walking down this side of the creek and i was like hey crazy lady (laughs) what you doing out here walking around by yourself she had a stick and she was like i'm just i'm browsing nature and we start i started asking questions and she's you know, she told me she's into, she's into the plants and she's into what's what's growing around the reservation. And she seemed pretty passionate about about this 
and um, one night one thing led to another and, and here we are um, so what um what why are you so interested in in the reservation's habitat well because we're fighting a fight here within our tribal people we are trying to preserve our traditional language our values and right now there's a few of us that have the traditional upbringing and i'm one of the people that has a little bit of that and i'm also willing to reach out to people who carry traditional uh, medicine and try to learn from them as well but my main goal is to try to learn as much as i can teach other people who want to learn maybe even grab some people who don't think they want to know if the, if this was a job what would the what would the title be like if if, if you can label it I have a couple of projects that I'm working on, so I have actually separate names for different projects that I'm working on. Okay. Yeah, like, I don't want to give too much away, but I'm, I've been doing a lot of trail work. Okay. And I think that I'm going to want to incorporate my development of a trail, of a walking trail, into Apache Scout training. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I want it to be called Apache Scout Trail. That's and I want it to have be sort of like the end of the mountain gods walking trail where there's little stations where you can get a quick pump up and work out and stuff. Yeah. And I want to um, do things like that. Maybe have a rope swing and, you know, different kind of obstacles. So that would take kind of like a different turn than what um, we were talking about earlier, like the it habitat. It sort of does. However, with my plant studies, I could use this opportunity along the trail to feature plants that are native to our area so not only are you out there getting your physical exercise like um, training to be an apache scout but you're also getting familiarized with these traditional plants so you're also you know learning while you're exercising Mm -hmm. so kind of like um you want to set up like learning stations just a little bit of like educational and a way to get outdoors exercise get some breathing in just educate the younger generation about some of these plants that we need to learn more about. Exactly. And at the end of the trail, I plan on having a little reward where you don't gain anything really except for a peace of mind. You connect. It's a chance to become one with the creator. And yeah, you don't really um, pray these days. And I really want to teach our younger generation how to pray. And I can understand that a lot of uh, our youth don't speak the language. And I would like to soul-heartedly encourage people to learn the language and not use this as an excuse not to learn. But I would like to encourage everyone to pray to the Creator in English. If that's the language you know, pray to the Creator in English. Give thanks. You know, just acknowledge the Creator. Acknowledge the directions things that you know that an apache would pray about i want that to be the reward at the end of the trail so first you're going to go in train like apache along the way you're going to learn things that gave the apache people survival skills when you get to the end then you'll become one with the creator in that in that time of thanks I love that. Remember on our like a couple of episodes of our podcast, I was telling you about walking, and at mm-hmm. the end, of, at the end, I, that's how I would clear my mind. Like it'd give me a high, and I would uh, silent my mind, and that's where I would felt like I connected with God was was by walking. So that that's awesome. That really hits hit it hit it right on the 
That, so yeah. ultimately, that's your end goal right there. You want to create that environment, you know, where we're teaching. Um, people are exercising. People are getting closer to the creator. That's your that's your overall goal with with what you're trying to do. Yeah, well, yeah. incorporating all the traditional values. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, I you know we talked about it before. I think a lot of us are concerned about losing our language. That'll probably be our biggest um, our biggest challenge, I think, because uh, I can see you're passionate about learning. You know all of the plants and learn and learning our. You already know a lot about the culture. Um, I think the only thing that I could see people clashing over is how you say certain words. So if you're teaching Apache, um, one one family will say, "This is how you say it. That's not how you say it." And this is you're saying it wrong. You should say it like this. If you grew up this way, you would know it's 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 supposed to be said like that. How would you um, try to smooth that over? Yeah, I see what you're saying, and I know what you're talking about. One thing that I would like to encourage as far as learning the language, we have to take baby steps. You know, we don't expect an infant to learn how to speak right away. They just learn the gist of what they're trying to say. And I think if we can just uh, give the idea of how to pronounce a word and what it means, then that's a step in the right direction. We mm-hmm. don't have to be so critical about pronunciation. That'll come later as we go. Yeah. I really like that, and that's awesome. Uh, how do you feel about that, Chris? I, I think that's great. Um, I know this is your hobby, but um, like, what what got you started into it? What what got you passionate about it? Well, I've always kind of been one with nature. Uh-huh. I've been the kind of girl who liked to stop and smell the roses, and I appreciated the little things in life. I really took in my scenery, my environment, the temperatures around me, anything. I really got into that and. Um, you know, when in 2019, when the Amazon was on fire, they were saying how the lungs of Earth were on fire. And that really hurt me inside. And I really felt the pain. But next, after those large fires, came the COVID-19. And it was um, it's a tragedy that we're going through. I can relate it to the Earth being sick. Mm. Mother Nature got hit in the lungs. Mm. Now we're suffering with the sickness. Mm -hmm. And so anything that I can do to help restore the balance in our ecosystem, I'll do it. That's what I'm passionate about. What, um, logistically speaking, what, what would you need to try to make your, make your project happen? Well, right now I'm trying to educate myself and of course like with anything you need to know what it is you're getting into know what you're doing so there's always that aspect of having an education and I would really love to do an internship here with the Inn of the Mountain Gods with the DRMP anyone who's willing to take me in as an intern I would love to do that so I could give myself a chance to practice out in the field while um, getting that formal education. So, so what would be, it be called exactly, though? Like, uh, 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 like, was there a name for this? Like, maybe a something activist? I don't know what I'm trying to say. A plant? Act. <laughs> no, there's no name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all right. What I, what I, what I like about um, whenever I was stopping to you that day, I saw you walking. I liked seeing that passion 
um, you had you had this this fire in your eyes. You you were just so excited about this project, and I've never seen anybody so excited about you know talking about like the plants and stuff. <laughs> and I was that was cool. It was it was like a step back, and I was like, man, there's there's someone out there who's paying attention to what's growing around, what's growing, what's um, and who's still trying to pay attention to the culture and tradition. And so I, I admire your passion for those things because I think a lot of people lack that passion we need to find something that just drives us something that makes us feel good that inspires us and i think you found it and it's very healthy um just seeing you happy like that is 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 rewarding enough and even if um let's say like 10 20 years down from uh, down the road from now let's say worst case scenario it didn't work out for me i would still feel like you learned a lot from this experience i would still feel like you gained a lot i feel like you already have gained a lot You've become more aware of, you know, the plants. You've become more aware of, like, um, your perspective has grown, I can tell, because you've taken into account what we're lacking as far as, like, the youth. Um, You mentioned we need to start small with the language. Let's just pronounce things. Let's just try. And that's a step in the right direction. I've never heard anyone say that. Let's just try. Even if we're going to be scolded by somebody who says you're saying it wrong. Um, I really appreciate that aspect about you. I think you're growing from this project already. Yeah, and if I can't take anything out of it in the long run, at least I feel like our youth will be able to benefit from it. And one thing I've been really trying to promote on some of the videos I've been making is the Mescalero Apache High School STEM project. They have a recycling bin set up down in Mescalero, and you know it it's going to benefit their the proceeds from anything recycled, aluminum or plastic is going to benefit the science program. Mm. And so, hopefully, at least they can benefit. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned you made some videos. What What are those videos about? They're just YouTube videos. They're uh-huh. random videos about well, where I went out and cleaned up some litter that was out in our on our tribal land, and it was used as a party spot. There was all kinds of debris. Some of the uh, product I the pieces I picked up were used to recycle. Mm-hmm. I cleaned it up a little bit, and while I was out there, I got the opportunity to learn a little bit on soil erosion, how the debris and slash that is already out in the wilderness could be used to divert water flow from natural runoff. And, you know, working with um, soil erosion is something that would also help in my trail system. I'd learn how um, my trail would be affected by water runoff and how I could stabilize soil and use vegetation to hold soil intact. And, you know, I'm just out there learning as well as cleaning up after, cleaning up litter, basically, mm-hmm. and try to recycle while I'm out there. I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's tremendous. What would be, like, the ultimate goal? Like, I have an ultimate goal. Yeah. And I have two main objectives, and... The first is education, straight up. It's to bring awareness to the stress of Earth, nature, and the ecosystems, how humans play a role in pollution, as well as cleaning up that pollution, and providing stability for wildlife. And the second is um, to take a hands-on approach to really get out there and do something proactive and if it's just me right now by myself doing it, that's fine. Later on, I'd like to 
reach out to the tribe and ask for help with community service members. Anyone who, you know, can't afford to pay a fine, they can come work with me picking up trash, working on that, um, on those dirt projects I was talking about as far as preventing soil erosion. And there are some places in the tribal departments that could really use some spicing up and I'd be willing to go in there and do some native gardening Mm -hmm. and make it look really nice. I'd also like to try to incorporate some of my work into building campgrounds later on. I'm sorry. I would like to build campgrounds or develop campgrounds. There's a lot of places out there in Mescalero on the reservation that are um, secluded from the public. They're separate from Silver Lake, Ridoso Cabins. We won't have to pay a fee to get in. The only thing I ask is that we practice stewardship. We clean up after ourselves, and we try to leave any place that we uh, go visit better than we left it. Mm. What, what you're talking about, like all these these things, these ideas that you have, what I what I like about them and why I think they might become successful is that they're very cost effective. What you're saying, you're taking into account um, spending. And I think we all understand here on the reservation, like funding's hard to come by, especially during this um, pandemic that we're going through. I'm, I'm sure that funding's going to be even harder to get. And I like what you're saying, you know, like the first thing before I forget this, I like how you started out by saying uh, my, my biggest, my first goal is like educate. Um, I can tell you're trying to educate yourself. Um, how many hours do you think you've spent on learning about the plants that grow and dirt erosion? Um, how much time have you dedicated to this, this um, idea? Well, we can talk about time as far as credit hours. <laughs> <laughs> I have taken some college classes and a lot of them are in wildlife biology, ecology, and I've taken some psychology. I plan on incorporating that into my studies as because that's going to fall into anthropology, which later on down the line, I don't know, I might be interested in. But I do this every day. I go for nature walks on a daily basis, sometimes before work, after work. I'm definitely spending a lot of time in the country on my days off. I mean, you can always find me out there doing something, carrying a trash bag and picking up cans or everything, scattering um, debris that's out there, trying to um, restabilize vegetation, just everything, you name it, I'm out there trying to do it. (laughs) I, I didn't know you had um, that much schooling about, you know, wildlife and stuff like that. Where did you um, go to go to college? Well, I just came up here to ENMUR, <laughs> and it's a pretty nice place. I get a lot of one-on-one attention there, and I just got in contact with my professor, Jeff Raleigh, and I plan on shooting some of my ideas his way and seeing if he can help me out with, um, you know, composing some proposals to formally address certain departments as far as what I plan on doing and how to get sponsorship in in my goals. I, I don't see how they could say, no, you're trying to better the community. You know, you're picking up <laughs> right. trash and you're offering ways to um, beautify some of the areas that you know, are public areas and you're offering ways to 
provide community service hours. This, all of this is, uh, it sounds good. It sounds like you got a solid plan. Thank you. What do you think is our biggest uh, challenge that we face on the res as far as pollution and um, our our biggest threat, maybe? Or and what what can we do about it? I think there's just a lot of carelessness out there. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that they're actually hurting the environment just being careless. I think that if they knew that the places they were in were actual living, thriving places where everything from soil, insects, birds, anything, mm-hmm. anything grows and thrives. And I mean, we're on earth. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think that uh, if I can bring awareness to what's out there and what their people are doing as far as just being careless, then I can help uh, curve the line. Yeah, that's cool. Have you found any like any plants or anything that you feel like they're unique to the reservation that we need to preserve? Or, or is there any any special plant in your mind? Yeah, actually, there's a couple of. I was talking about invasive species as well as native, and these native um, species have helped us survive as Apache people. The yucca. Sumac berry, choke cherry. I see a lot of these things while I'm out on my nature walks, and it's beautiful, beautiful, and it makes me feel proud as an Apache mm-hmm. to be able to have survived through the help of nature. And there are some other um, plants. I'll name one for you right now. It's called the white whorehound. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your favorite plant, huh? <laughs> the name always sticks in my mind, but the thing about this plant is that it is very helpful in uh, treating diabetes, asthma, and it can be used in a variety of ways. And they're, they're just not even that plant. There's so many plants out there that can be used in these kind of ways that that I just think they're all amazing. How would you use them, like in a tea? Or most of them are tea um, are going to be used through teas Uh a lot of them are actually toxic if you apply them topically so they have to be prepared i wouldn't suggest that anyone just goes out there and picks these random plants thinking they know how to use them Mm -hmm. and hopefully i can be there to help educate on how to use these plants i'm going to start working with some uh, medicine people and hopefully we can compile something that we can bring out to the public and teach people how to use these plants and herbs that's great i I like what you're saying about um these plants are special to you because you know they're close to the apache people um everything everything that you're saying it seems like you you've tried to keep in account how they relate to our culture and our tradition and our people and i admire that um that you're trying to keep that culture alive it's going to be people like you you know that really care about what's going on with our our culture with our, our reservation uh, people like you are going to be the ones who are, are saving you know a lot of this um i don't know this unique tradition that we have you can share it and teach it even if you just shared it with a few people that were inspired by what you said that would be all worth it you know as long as we can preserve what we have as apache people when i when i left home for the military i really started to appreciate the reservation we have it's so beautiful and it's so full of life. Um, I don't think a lot of people that just 
were born and raised here realize how special we have it. Because being out and seeing the world, it's it's not as beautiful as home. It's not as beautiful mm -hmm. as Mescalero by far. When I was away, I saw a lot of different land, and we definitely need to take care of what we have because we're living in a in a paradise. This place is just it's gorgeous. It's full of life. It's full of animals and. You know, it's sad to see all the trash on the ground, the beer cans, and I'm like, man, you know, being away just opened my eyes. You know, we got, we got to do a better job of taking care of taking care of our land. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like I should also help to educate a lot of the visitors that are going to be coming out to Silver Lake, the end of the mountain gods, and Mescalero cabins. Mm. I would like them to learn how much we respect our land and that hopefully they can help pay a contribution to the beauty that we have by cleaning up after themselves as well yeah that's a good point um but i guess we have to set the example first you know because when you even just driving off a lot of the hardball um you can see trash on the side of the road um even our yards you know our yards are a reflection of who we are and some of the yards i drive by are kind of trashy and stuff so it, it's I think um, if we could change that culture, if we can get people on board with what you're saying and make it more of a, of a just bring more people to become aware of that, um, you're winning. You're winning the fight. Yeah. And, you know, they have these little adopt a highway signs that people can go and participate in a trash cleanup yeah. maybe once or twice a year. I would like to do something like that with the tribe. I would really love to have families adopt a piece of uh, lawn maybe a park can be established somewhere where trees can be planted in honor of a loved one and That's... people can go out there and just maintain that land and make it really look beautiful it can be a contribution to our people as well as you know enhancing what we have here That's a great idea I, our family actually has a, a we adopted a a mile mile marker in, in honor of our my my late brother so yeah i think that's a great idea and it's a, it's a great way to honor somebody by um that um that idea of finding the trees yeah. that's really cool i like yeah. that and um i got that idea because my family has homestead out in lower elk and we had a cherry tree way back in the day unfortunately it was taken out by the roads crew i don't think they intentionally did it but you know there's a lot of old family history in a lot of these places and you know if we couldn't do it in a park maybe we could do it in whitetail where there's a lot of families that originated there in elk a lot of families originated there Carrizo. this could just be spread out anywhere it doesn't have to be in a park but mm -hmm. i would really like these to be adopted plots of land so they're going to be used for a specific reason and you know we can just continue to develop off of that i like that what you're saying about your, your um memories with the cherry tree um can you share any good memories with that tree growing up yeah i had some great aunties and a great uncle who would take me out into lower elk they were really traditional my late uncle reginald tortilla he was real big into singing the traditional songs and we would just go out there and that's all he would do is just sing for us all day and we would have our picnics out there under the cherry tree and that's how I got the idea of planting trees because you know they're going to be there forever they're mm -hmm. going to help us 
in the long run, I mean, you can only benefit from that. Dang, that's cool. Yeah. I really like that idea. I can just, you know, picture people, if you had, you know, the land, if you had these cherry trees or whatever tree, you know, you, you can create a lifetime of memories with it and stuff. Absolutely. And, you know, idea. in our elevation, cherry trees, apple trees, they'll mm-hmm. thrive here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we could definitely do something with that. Yeah. Um, you said something earlier about you were interested in um, soil, preventing soil erosion. Yeah, and the way I got this was just because I started gardening my own front yard. Because I was like, you know, if I'm going to set an example for anyone, at least my front yard ought to look like I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. So my neighbors have this water buildup in their driveway every time it rains. And I've been trying to work on ways to um, remedy their problem. And I know I just started noticing other water runoffs as far as my driveway goes and how it's going to affect my gardens. And then when I started going out into the country, I was noticing all the ravines, arroyos, the ruts in the roads, you name it. Water runoff is going to affect everything out there. So, um, what, what is water erosion? You know, it's like if it, if it rains, it's going to wash the soil away. There's no stability there. Also, if it's windy, dust is going to pick up. You'll experience a lot of that going in Alamorosa between Tule and Alamo. And, uh, you know, that's stuff that can be prevented. And Like what happens after the flood? Absolutely. Like oh, okay. Things like that. Like I experienced yeah. some of it today and I watched how the water was running and I was trying to learn from it. And there's nothing really that we can do except for learn from how nature's going to take its course. Mm-hmm. So we have to pay attention to some irrigation, things like that. Absolutely. Um, so what, what's what been driving your passion to pursue this idea? Or I guess what, what drives your passion in general? Nothing. You just like it. <laughs> That's good. It's just there. It's just God-given. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Because I was thinking whenever I had that conversation, you came. So when we talked about um, putting you on the podcast, the Number one thing that I really wanted to promote was your passion. And I was saying earlier, we all need a passion. It's very healthy for us. And I was wondering, like, where you got this passion from? Because that that energy that you're carrying with this, you know, I want to make sure that it's heard. And and people understand it. And I I really appreciate that you're um, so passionate about something that's so healthy for the reservation. Um, Do you have, like, kind of like a time frame of when you'd like to see things set up? Is there, like... Are you just kind of taking it day by day? Is it like, or do you have like a goal, like five, ten years? Yeah, well, first of all, my passion, I think, was instilled in me through my great aunts and my uncle. Like I was saying, they were people of prayer, and I was always taught to honor and respect the creator and earth. And I think that I'm obligated to do something about what's going on out there. Mm -hmm. And... I don't see a time frame. This is going to be a continuous effort. It's going to be something that we're going to have to work on on a daily basis. It's going to take years. It's going to be, it's also going to be something that we can start right now and see progress within the next week. Mm. If there was a young person listening right now and you had their ear and they're very interested, what would you want to say to them? What would you want to teach them on, on this platform? Uh, I would teach them, you know, not all superheroes are Marvel comics. Mm. We could look to people like, or not people, 
images of Smokey Bear. What Smokey Bear teaches us, how to work with nature, how to prevent wildfires, and encourage the children. So with all of the, the studying and um, the, the, I guess, all the effort that you put into all these projects and stuff, if it all came true, how do you think the, the tribe or the reservation would, would benefit for what you're trying to make happen? Well, like I said earlier, I would like to get the tribe to assign some people that need to do community service with my mission. And with that, I can prevent vandalism to a lot of tribal departments. A lot of pride will go into the work that we're going to do. And with me getting these people involved... They're not going to want to see anything that they put their hard work into ruined. So they're going to do anything that they can to try to preserve what we've done. And they'll also pass the message of awareness to whoever they speak with. And hopefully it'll just start a flow from there and we'll just instill a lot of that pride into what we're doing. I like that. You're taking like, so what you're saying is like, you know, you, you start getting people involved in the community that are from the, from the community. We're going to start to take more pride in our work. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's actually a really good idea. I never thought about it that way. So for example, like if, if um, somebody needs to do community service, they could go, Oh, go see Salem. Absolutely. You'll get Mm -hmm. your hours in. That, that'd be one of the goals? Yeah, and I, a lot of things, I wouldn't really be, like, um, too formal about anything, but I would have them get the job done. I wouldn't want to take any slack from anyone because I do have a purpose here. And some of the things I would have them do in their job is to go out and try to make some departments a little more presentable and I would like them to learn as well. I would like them to be able to identify the plants that we'll be working with. And, you know, they're going to benefit in the long run. They can go home and teach their families about things that they learned out in the field under my program. That's that's awesome. Um, I think that that's a great idea. Uh, you got, you've got a lot of um, thought put into this, it seems like. You know, there's who can argue that, really? You know, you're you're beautifying the the public areas. You you'll be putting in plants. I, I imagine, um, gardening, um, just making things look good, serving a purpose. I think what I like about what you're saying is, you're always looking for a way. It seems like to get the most out of your projects. Like, how can we benefit from it in any way possible? And you've got a lot of you got a lot of those avenues like covered in your in your in your head and. Um, I really appreciate you just trying to better the community, you know, and um, with some of the projects that you would be doing with like the beautifying and stuff like that, what would it take? Would you just need like gardening tools or do you, do you have like the seeds or would you have to transfer, transport plants over or what would you need to do? Yeah, unfortunately my thumb is not green and a lot of things that I've done around my house, I've had to buy a lot of potted plants that were already um, got their head start mm-hmm. and I've been learning about those plants that I've bought and just 
trying to see what kind of environment they're going to thrive best in so I can provide what I can mm -hmm. to helping them thrive. Um, <clears throat> I imagine that whatever department we're going to be working with can help to provide some of the tools we'll be working with. The tribal maintenance can help us. We have the grounds crew at the end of the Mountain Gods. The DRMP might will be willing to contribute. I don't know how much of the forestry department will go to help us, but I'm willing to uh, do an outreach and see what they can do to assist. That's what's... Uh, oh, that that's great. Uh, we're talking earlier. I was thinking if somebody came from like a big city and they wanted to know what you did, um, we need to give it a title, you know, because people need to know what is that? What, what, what can we call all this? The, your movement, I guess I should say. I don't know. Yeah, well, I was hoping you guys could help me come up with a name. I didn't really have one yet. <laughs> the Salem. The, Sa the Salem. I like throwing in the good tortilla. I like what you said when we started. Some about involving um, tortilla. The yeah. Tortillas, tortilla you know? yeah. I like the good tortilla project. I like how that sounds. Um, when I step back and I look at what you're talking about, this, you know, you've, you've got the passion. It's there. I don't see you losing the spark for it. You've got the ideas. They're there. Um, it, you seem to be putting in the work also. You know, you're, you're trying out different plants at your house. You're, you're really trying to cover all these ends. And I don't really see much getting in your way. What would stop you? Would it just, um, is there anything out there that would stop you from pursuing this dream? Yeah, this is something that I would not be able to do alone. I can definitely go out there and pick up the trash and do some recycling. But to get these bigger projects underway, as far as the Apache Scout running trail, the um, family cherry tree farm, mm -hmm. these things are going to need um, a lot of community help. Yeah. At maybe at least just permission, you know, maybe... I don't know if like this is like the right way to go about it, you know, like where we're where we're just putting it out there with the podcast. I just wanted to ask you about your ideas and your passions, and it kind of, it, it seems like you're at a point to where you might need to start pursuing this project soon, you know. So I really hope that um, wherever you start, you know, you start getting a lot of a lot of support from people because <clears throat> I think it's a good idea. I'm sure Chris he seems to yeah. be pretty on board with this. Um, you're just trying to better the community. And I'm kind of curious. I have a question. It's kind of touchy subject. If you don't want to answer it, we'll take this out. But what's your take on uh, growing marijuana here on the reservation? Well, I could understand how uh, it is a touchy subject. It's classified as a drug. It has some properties that a lot of people don't agree with. However, I am a card holder myself. Mm. And... As a kid, you know, it's easy to go and abuse these, um, abuse marijuana. And it's fun to go out and get baked and just get stoned with a bunch of your friends and everything. But as an adult, I've actually been using this as a form of medication. And I have given myself a different perspective on a lot of things in my life as well as I have to say that I owe all of these ideas to my medical marijuana. I, th I think that um, 
like if we grew marijuana here on the reservation, this could fund all your projects. This could help out. I, I fully support it. I, I think it would be great. And because I've actually seen a lot of people get help from marijuana, turning from from uh, taking drugs like pain pills and all that. And marijuana did save their lives. So you I, can... I think we've been brainwashed too much growing up thinking that marijuana is a drug and it's just like as bad as meth or as bad as cocaine and it's not mm-hmm. so. yeah and with it being a natural substance then i think it would have better benefits of a lot of the commercial drugs that we use and abuse mm-hmm. as far as the tribe suffering from alcoholism i think that that is something that could definitely be deterred with the um allowance of medical marijuana use or even just recreational use i think that we can fight our alcoholism problem with that definitely i agree yeah i hear what you're saying um would you run say like this one more question on it if uh someone threw the project in your hands and they were like we need you to run a farm for us would you be the person that would be inspired to try to make that project happen Yeah, I think I would be. I'm already familiar with a lot of strains of cannabis and how they're used, the indica, sensitivas, how they can affect the body. But also I'm working with the plants and learning how they're growing and how to manage their life. Mm -hmm. So I think that it is something that I could definitely get going. I have a little bit of experience working at the tribal greenhouse, working with uh, the restoration of mezcal on our reservation. And so I have a little bit of experience, but I think that there's a lot of litigation that's going to need to be done and uh, a lot of educating. It's going to be a tough fight, but I think it's something that would benefit our tribe substantially. Yeah. I guess just to make it clear, you're not for people who are just using it to have a good time. You're more trying to, you're you're more in favor of people who are using it medically um, to calm maybe like anxiety or pains or something like that. Yeah, there's um, different properties that it has to treat different symptoms and I am all for that. I figured you'd be for it because you're all about the environment and plants and all these things. So you talked about earlier how your ideas—you owe it to marijuana that these ideas came about. Yeah. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, you know, there's not really any place for me to go and medicate. So what I would have to do is go out for a long hike and mm-hmm. find a nice secluded place where I could do this with my own privacy and my own safety. And that's what got me into developing these nice places where I could feel safe, where I could enjoy the beauty, and where it wouldn't be too difficult to access. That's where I got the idea for trails and for developing gardens and landscapes and learning what kind of plants I can surround myself with, what's going to be toxic if I touch it or or things like that, how I'm going to be working in ecosystems where animals could be a threat and where my life might be put at harm if a substantial rain falls and there's water runoff. I just don't want to get stuck in sticky situations. So I started looking at all these different things and how I could develop places and 
it got me looking at a bigger picture of how we could just do this for the tribe and mm -hmm. for our visitors, for people like myself who want to go out and experience the outdoors and take advantage of our reservation, the land. That's good. That's great. Man. Yeah. I totally agree. It's becoming... It's becoming legal everywhere, but it's still taboo. You know, it's I know, still... and, and it's it's sad that it's like that because, like, right now we're it's a touchy subject, and it shouldn't be like that. We should be comfortable to talk about to say, "Hey, I'm a card, I'm a card holder too." Matter right, of fact, right. let me say that on this podcast, I'm a card holder too. I'm a card holder you know, too. I smoke marijuana, and, and <laughs> it's great. And if somebody has an opinion about that, sure. But my my opinion, I think it, it, it's it's a great thing. You know, I think yeah. the the only um, the only friction point on it is it's just still not recognized on the reservation you know uh -huh. so that's that's just something that that's something that needs to be changed yeah uh, well you know we the way i see it is i feel like alcohol is just because beer is what's killing our people kills it you, know. you know yeah so if it offends you i'm sorry if we're what we're saying but it's the truth yeah, yeah. yeah we could do a whole nother segment <laughs> on this i'm not even kidding you we could get deep into this but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I'm glad I got your opinion on that and, and how you feel about it, because um, I was kind of wondering, like, what your take was on it, since you're so into the environment, you're into plants, you're into nature, you're into all these things. And I kind of figured you weren't someone who was um, trying to put a lot of pills and substances in your in your body that's made in a factory or, you know, by, by a doctor or something like that. Um, so I was just curious. But um, moving on a little bit, uh, with with all the stuff that you've been studying, all the time, all the time that you've been putting in, um, how many recruits like have you brought in, or is it just you? Do you do all this by yourself, or? Yeah, I pretty much do it by my do all my studying alone. I do all my field work alone. This is the first time I've actually formally worked with anyone, and I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, like I said, I reached out to one of my profess my professors and hopefully he can offer me some guidance. I'd like to work with Nolan Garcia as far as him having the knowledge of writing grants and proposals. Maybe he could help me there. I shot the idea towards him and he was a little willing, so hopefully I can pick him up along the way. And, and that's where I was trying to lead you is because I feel like you've been doing a lot of this stuff yourself. One of the reasons why I wanted to pro provide this platform for you was hopefully um, you can rope other people in, maybe inspire, maybe this message can reach other ears and people can, you know, be tagging along with you, trying to um, better the community and our environment with you. Um, I hope you find some more supporters and this is something that's positive for you. If somebody wanted to reach out to you, could they get up here like your YouTube or how would they get in contact with you? I usually do a lot of Facebook videos. I'm on Facebook and that's my main source right now. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at getting a YouTube blog, but that's going to be a lot of random stuff where I do some local traveling and do some reviews on restaurants, on small businesses, and how people are using their talents to um, make a living for themselves. Like I went up to Cloudcroft, there was a potter sitting right behind the window demonstrating his skills. I went to a place down in 
Alamogordo, where there was a guy blowing glass behind a window trying to sell his product. And, you know, I just want to feature a lot of small businesses that could use help and... So, I don't know. So it, that's cool. You're just not trying to just stay on the res. You're trying to help everyone else too. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that's pretty cool. Um, and then I was trying to hang on to the thought before I for, forgot. You were mentioning um, getting some help writing like grants and stuff. Um, I, I think just in my opinion, if you were to find like funding somewhere – and people were willing to donate for your project, which sounds really easy to get funding for because, you know, who would turn down an idea to better the environment? Um, I think there's people out there that are definitely willing to help reservations and stuff like that. So I really hope that you have um, luck with your with writing your proposals and getting funding for your, your projects and stuff like that. Um, I definitely admire your passion for this. And I admire the fact that you're putting yourself out there in front of people you're making this these videos and you know because there's a lot of people me and chris talk about this all the time um we had this idea to start this podcast together and Mm -hmm. i told him i was nervous and that i know people are going to be there's a lot of haters out there but um i wanted to i'm always all about doing things that are going to make me feel uncomfortable i want to push myself and push my limits and always see what i'm capable of and when i see you doing this like it's inspiring to me too because I like to see people that aren't, aren't just wasting away on the couch because they have all these ideas that they've had but never pursued. Um, you know, everyone's full of ideas. Everybody has, everyone's sitting in their own little comfortable environment and they're just full of all these opinions all the time. And I've been around it and it's, it's hard to be around sometimes because I hate just being around people who just talk. And why I'm attracted to Chris is when he has an idea, he's always just willing to do it. And I'm like, I'm always asking him, like, what do you think people are going to think? And he's like, screw it. (laughs) Let's get out there. Come on. So he pushes me and he's good for me in that way because he's always pushing me to exit that comfortable shell that I like to live in. I don't like being judged. You know, I'm human. I don't like when people are talking about me, too. I'm I'm human. But um, Chris has definitely pushed me to put uh, to test those limits out. And here we are on a podcast. Um, I don't know how many episodes we're in, but um, it's it's awesome to see you. You know, you're running next to us in this um, in this little race that we're having, and we and I want to help you, and I want to push you, and you know, just if anything, provide a little bit of um, advice or encouragement, encouragement, I encouragement. or something. Just let you know, like you're doing something good. Yeah. You're you're leaving your comfort zone. I admire that about you, and I hope you don't give up on this. I hope that this this passion that you have, it just stays it stays lit, and you really you make this dream come true. You know, you've Chris always tells me, what is it? You say if it doesn't scare you, if it if it doesn't scare you and excite you at the same time, you're on the wrong path. Yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. So I'm always nervous doing these podcasts, but. <laughs> I look over at Chris and he's like, come on, let's go. Let's get this one out of the way. And um, leaving that comfort zone is very important. You know, like I said, people out there, they can easily waste away on the couch with their ideas and talk bad about you. But I like that you're you're ignoring that. You're pushing all that aside and you're making your dreams come true. You're not just hanging out, letting these ideas pass you by. Yeah. So keep going with this. Um, Keep driving and moving forward. Um, do you have any advice for her, Chris? Yeah, just keep keep doing what you're doing and believe in your dream and really appreciate you coming on here and do what you do every day because it's not every day that people go out and 
do what you do. Yeah, so appreciate the you. opportunity, and hopefully, uh, you know, one of your listeners will like what I had to say, and yeah. hopefully, they'll be willing to work with me. And I forgot to ask you earlier, um, your Apache Scout Trail. Where would you picture that being at? You know, I have a couple of great ideas, and I don't want to reveal where they're at just yet. Okay. I would like to go through um, the tribal council, maybe the land office, and see who these pieces of land belong to because I don't want to overstep my bra- my boundaries. I know that there's a land out there that belong to families and I don't want to go um, disrespecting anyone. So I'd like to try to get permission for developing these pieces of land and um, I hopefully will have at least five trails. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Is it something just for the tribal members or let's say if a tourist wanted to come and, that's and do a, it? That's a good question because I was up in Cloudcroft last week and they were out there completely sold out of mountain bikes. Oh. And I was thinking, man, wouldn't that be great if Silver Lake rented mountain bikes and yeah. they had a trail that they could take from there? So, yeah, I would be willing to do things that the um, general public can take advantage of, but... Right now, my priority is offering places for tribal members to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I have some some ideas for the walking path at the end of the mountain gods. If I could just find out who's, is, who's responsible for that. Um, I'm pretty sure it's not the recreation at the end. And... So, you know... Is there any idea that you can give, give us? Like maybe a sneak peek or something? Of where? Of, of, of what your idea for the walking path would be. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I don't want to give my ideas oh. away. <laughs> well, I can't wait because I've been doing that walking path for the past uh, six months, I guess. Almost and every other day. It yeah. was busy tonight. And <laughs> if you look at how successful our walking path is, um, I think since it, was, since it was such a big hit, mm-hmm. I think if you put more outlets out there for us to be outdoors with, I think those would also be hits too. Yeah. You can relieve some of the... Um, you know, with the traffic on the path and mm-hmm. give more excitement for us to be outdoors with. Um, that's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. I like your idea of the, the trail. And I think that idea is pretty killer. You're talking about at the um, Silver, at Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. You, you rent mountain bikes. Another way, you know, you they can we can make some money at the same time, educate tourists. You know, this is what the Apache eat. This is our, this is our mezcal plant. It's used for this. And um, I, I can see it. And, yeah. I, and I think it's solid if you were able to make all your dreams come true with that. Mm-hmm. Not only would I um, offer little tidbits of info on plants, I would also like to offer information on the Apache people mm-hmm. and yeah. how we were established and our history. And about on Scout Trail, on Apache Scout Trail, I would like to feature certain Apache scouts. I know there was Kansia was a scout. And so he... That would be one of the features along the trail that I would um, provide. Oh, like some history on it. Do you know the whole creation story? Can you tell that creation story? Well, it's something that um, you're taught to respect. And there's a certain time of the season that you're supposed to, that you're allowed to tell it. Really? Yeah. So it's um, something that I would like to just not bring up at the moment. Yeah. But... The creation story is one of the things that really pushed me into pursuing this endeavor was that I get asked, are you a cat person or a dog person? And I'm like, neither. I'm a bird person. Uh I just, I love birds, but 
I feel like I owe them a homage because in the creation story, the birds were the ones that fought the darkness to provide daylight to the Apache people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, without them, we wouldn't be here. So that's what got me thinking, man, these ecosystems really need to thrive and we need to take care of them because they took care of us in the beginning. Right. Definitely. Yep. There's a lot of potential in your ideas. Um, I really hope that you, like I keep saying, I hope this stuff comes true for me. I, I really support what you're doing. Um, I, I like your passion. So, um, I don't think I have any more questions for you, Chris. Um, I think that's it. If you, if maybe you want to give any shouts out or maybe anything that you you didn't mention yet, you wanted to say, you can go ahead and. Is there something we missed that you want to bring up? No, I think that pretty much covered it. I probably went a little more into what I thought I was going to. Mm -hmm. And so if anyone out there is interested, I'm here. Please don't take advantage of my ideas and <laughs> pursue anything without me, please. I will come get you. <laughs> Bring, let's collaborate on some ideas. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, yeah, I hope you find some more people. You inspire some more people with this. I hope someone sees you out there and like hey i like what you said in that podcast can i work with you um i i hope that whatever we can do in this yeah, podcast well, we just send positive vibes your way yes. some partners. way we can help let us know i like that yeah. yeah there's i don't know what we can do but um i hope providing this platform for you to at least you know talk about your passions i hope at least that can help you out oh yeah. did we already ask i don't know if i already asked this but is there a name for your youtube that people can go can sus subscribe to it it's gonna be uh good tortilla good tortilla, good tortilla. Okay. that's a good so name we gotta out there, go subscribe good tortilla keep that name going yeah all right i don't have anything for you um is that, is that all for you yeah Sandra? that's all for me well, ten, 10 questions yeah, we like to end the show with a thing called 10 fun questions of the rest so what i'm gonna do is ask you these 10 questions there's no wrong answer but just whatever comes to your mind, your mind first. So go ahead and answer them how you want. So you ready? Ready. All right, here we go. First question, East LA or Old Road? Old Road. All right, Windows or Broken Arrow? Windows. Okay, hunting or fishing? Hunting. Tribal store or Casino Apache Travel Center store? Tribal store. All right. Club 49 or actual Feast 49? Feast 49. Stuffed fry bread or fry bread with a bowl of chili? Bowl of chili. My favorite thing about Mescalero is... Me. <laughs> <laughs> I am most thankful for... You. <laughs> uh, favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, all right. I am Salem Tortilla and I love... Tacos. Tacos. Awesome. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's 10 fun questions of the res. And thank you for listening to another episode of Riding on the Wall podcast. One more time for Salem Tortilla. And that's our show. We'll All talk right. To you Thanks guys for coming in time. with us. Mescalero. As you probably know by now, you're listening to a podcast. You get a chance for some of the unique stories out there um, to be heard. And if anything, inspire our community.